Praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalms 37 and we'll begin reading at verse one. Again, that's Psalms 37 and one. And it reads, do not fret because of evil doers, nor be jealous of those who do injustice, for they will quickly wither like the grass and fade like the green herbs. Again, it says, do not fret, do not worry because of evil doers. You know, there's some good news there. The word says, do not worry, do not fret, do not worry for. Listen, the Lord God to tell me this, that means that he's concerned about me. It also means he knows exactly where I am. You know what? That also tells me this. I'm where I'm supposed to be. The Lord God is just simply encouraging us this evening. Don't worry because of evildoers. I see them. I know exactly where they are and what they are doing. Once again, do not worry. Always remember this. God knows where you are. He has sent you there to be a blessing. Listen, oftentimes God will send you to a place and tonight we're focusing really on the job. God will send you to a place once again where his light is dim. He will send you there. And oftentimes when he sends you there, you know, you may not be the top. In fact, you'll probably be kind of at the bottom. And if you are, if you do have a, a nice position, you have those who will hate on you. The word of God says, do not fret or worry because of evil doers. You know, oftentimes, you know, the Lord will send you to a place once again where darkness reigns. He sent you there to be a light. And the word of God says evil doers. Oftentimes there's a whole system, a, a, a uh, several people that's working within this company and they're not doing what they should be doing. They have a whole clique that seems to operate outside the norms and values of the entire company. They seem to have special privileges. Don't be worried about these evildoers. You know, it doesn't matter what assignment God gives you. There are going to be some evildoers there. You know, I'm reminded of Jesus. You know, Jesus knew that Judas was Judas was stealing from him. He also knew that he would betray him. But if you notice, Jesus was still cool. He taught them the word. If you notice, he wasn't wringing his hand. I can't believe Judas is going to actually do this to me. I cannot believe Judas is stealing the money. No, 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 no. He knew exactly what was going on. The scripture says, do not fret. Do not worry because of evil doers. Wherever God assigns you, there are going to be some evildoers. Now, you may ask the question, why would God assign me to a place with that has evildoers? Well, one, God's going to send you once again to a place where his light is dim for you to be a light there. And then number two, listen, there's nothing like other people to sand to 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 smooth out some of those rough edges on our lives. Evil doers will listen, will rub, will sand down those rough areas that we have. See, the Lord knows. Remember, he he knows where you are. He knows what it's going to take to prepare you because he has your destiny in mind.
Understand the enemy can only do so much. And yes, don't misunderstand me. It is the enemy that's trying to attack you. Once again, don't worry about the evildoers. God knows what he's doing. The next phrase, it says, nor be jealous of those who do injustice. He's telling us not to be jealous. Now, why would someone walking in righteousness be tempted to fall into jealousy with an evildoer or because of an evildoer? Well, I can tell you why. The temptation to be jealous normally comes in when you see the advantages that those evildoers have. What do you mean, brother pastor? Well, they can show up to work late, leave early. They may not show up at all. No matter what they do, it's all good. You know what? You all are in the same position, but they make 10, 20, 30,000 dollars more than you. They make more money than you make. They have all types of fringe benefits. It seems as if once again, they can do whatever they want. Understand they're experiencing man's favors uh, system. They once again are experiencing or operating in man's favor system. So there is a temptation to be jealous of all of their advantages. The word of God tells us not to be jealous of them. You should be able to, he wants us to be able to look at what they're doing, but then still, still work as unto the Lord. Now, I know of three reasons why you shouldn't be jealous outside of what God told and outside of God telling us not to be jealous. Let me give you three reasons why you shouldn't be jealous. Because understand the scripture tells us, least Satan gains an advantage of us. Let us not be ignorant of his devices. Three reasons why you should not be jealous of evildoers. They are number one, understand God sent you to that job. He sent you there. He sent you to the company to be a light. Now, if God sent you there, then it's only God who can tell you to leave. Either God will, will say, hey, it's time for you to go or the company themselves. The company will tell you, you know what? It's time for you to go. But either way it go, it's not of your doing. Now, once again, if God sent you there, only he can tell you when it's time to go. But the temptation, once again, to fall into jealousy. The word of God tells us, once again, not to be jealous, because when you become jealous, you begin to look at the discrepancies, if you will. And, you know, it will frustrate you what's going on. And while you're being frustrated, you hate to go to work. It'll get on your nerves. The enemy, listen, he's crafty. He will send another job your way, another opportunity. Listen, this, this particular company, they appreciate your anointing. Yes, they'll give you a nice six-figure salary. The enemy will do anything to get you, which represents the light, out of that place. 
Notice I said the enemy. See, you have to be careful. That's why you have to always check your spirit, because many times it may look like God, but it's not God. Did God tell you to leave? We're led by the spirit of God, not circumstances, not opportunities. We are led by the spirit of God. So once again, why if you are frustrated because you are jealous, because you're looking at the advantages of the evildoers it will cause you to leave or abdicate or abandon your position to go somewhere else where God did not call you. That is one of the reasons that is one of the things that will happen if you become jealous of the evildoer. Now, there's another point here. One of your frustrations could be, look, they leave early, come to work late. They can socialize, do whatever they want to do. They don't even have to do the work. You know, I'm doing all of their work and no one is doing anything about it. I'm tired of it. Now, understand, once again, why are you there? Because one, God called you there. And number two, you're there because you're a good worker. Guess what? They don't like you. Many times they will not like you, but because you're a good work worker, you're covering them. You know, I'm reminded of the evil stepsisters, the evil stepsisters. If you notice in the story, they are either preparing to go to some type of ball or some type of social gathering, or they're at a social gathering or a ball. Now, the evil stepmother was wise enough to keep Cinderella at the house to clean, to keep the house. But although she was destined to be the princess or the queen, temporarily, she was a housekeeper. <laughs> so, so it is the enemy is looking at you. As long as those evil dudes can keep you down, they'll do it. And guess what? Do what God has called you to do because you're still operating under the anointing. So once again, do what God has called you to do. Do what God has called you to do. Do not be frustrated and leave. Number two, one of the, 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 the second danger of becoming jealous is if you should be tempted to fall into jealousy, many times it will cause you to uh, where at one time you were walking with a spirit of excellence as it relates to work on the job, you will fall into a mediocrity, if you will. You become a mediocre. Why? Because you're looking at what they are doing, they being the evildoers, and you begin to say things like to yourself like, man, look, I'm not doing all this work. If they're not doing anything, I'm not doing anything. At least I come to work on time. This is the danger of that. The word of God tells us to, to work as unto the Lord. We are to work as unto the Lord, as unto God, not because of what someone else is doing. Once again, how do we get that way? When we begin to look too much at the, or focus at the advantages of the evildoers, it will cause you 
not to be productive, as productive as the Heavenly Father would want you to be productive. Now, be careful, because when we do that, you know what we're doing? We're being moved by circumstance and situation. We're doing, we're, our work ethic is based on other people's work ethic. You know, we'll, we'll begin to say things like this, it's unfair. They're creating a hostile work environment. And because they're creating this hostile work environment, I cannot work to my full potential. Y'all, doesn't that sound like the world? But listen, the word God, listen, he called us to be light. We ought to be examples. We should go full throttle every day. So whatever the world says, listen, we're not of this world. We're of a different place. We're ambassadors of the kingdom of God. So at all times, we should look like an ambassador of Christ. You all, we give an honest day's work. Yes, that may include doing other people's assignments, but do what God has called you to do with excellence. God is looking at you. The angels are looking at you. Can I share something with you? People are looking at you. The third reason why you should not be jealous, because when you fall, if you should fall into jealousy, you have to understand there's a thin line between love and hate. If you're not careful, you become seduced by the advantages of the evil one. In other words, you will be you have a desire to receive some of those same benefits. You want your salary to go up 20 or 30 thousand. Now, understand, it's the enemy that's feeding you all of these thoughts. And as he's feeding you those thoughts, all of a sudden you receive an opportunity. You happen to so-called happen to uh, uh, run into one of those evildoers. You all have a great uh, uh, conversation and that evildoer say, you know what, man, I always liked you, man. You know what? Let me let me let me. Next thing you know, you're in the click. You're in the you're in the club. You're enjoying the benefits of the evildoers. That only happens if you become jealous and you look too hard at what they're doing. You want to say, hey, give me my piece of the pie. Now, look, I, I want to get paid. Look, I, I don't have no problem doing this and that as long as I'm getting paid. Don't become jealous of the evildoers. Now, this is the danger of that. Your. Enjoyment can be short lived. I remember uh, this particular place. True story where there is a uh, a group of individuals within this organization that was doing their own thing because they were led by someone in a high position. And it's interesting uh, that click would eat lunch together. You know, you know, you're on the outside looking at them and, you know, that, you know, it reminds you just like junior high and high school. You know, you have the it crowd. They, they all ate together. Well, that's exactly what this situation was like. They all ate together. But it was quite interesting when someone fell out of favor with them. They could no longer eat with the it crowd, if you will. They had to eat somewhere else. And it was interesting observing the behavior because you knew that the person who was, uh, the outcast was going to be fired soon. So what am I saying? If you choose to lend yourself to the evildoers for selfish gain, your fall may be soon. Understand there's nothing for free. There is nothing 
for free. Be careful. Now, this leads me to my next point. The word of God says. They will quickly wither away like the grass. Some version says that they will be cut down. Understand when judgment comes, because, you know, judgment is coming. The word of God says, listen, they will fade like the green herbs. Judgment is coming. It's coming. They will be cut down. If you become seduced to become one of those evildoers because you enjoy the favor under favor system, understand that when judgment comes, you'll be judged as well. You will be cut off as well. That's why the word of God says, do not become jealous or envious of those who do injustice. It will seduce you once again to either leave to mediocre performance, if you will have doing the job or number three, you become seduced by and you would want, you want those benefits of the evildoers. So you'll sell your soul just to have those benefits. Do not be jealous of those who work iniquity or do injustice. Now, all what I described, first Kings, the word of the Lord comes to Elijah and the Lord tells him not only to anoint Elisha, but he tells him to anoint Jehu to be king of Israel. Well, we all know the story. Elijah did not do it. The only thing he did was anoint Elisha to be his replacement. Well, because of Elijah's hesitation, or I should say it better way, his disobedience. Ahab, he had Naboth killed indirectly because of his land. Well, judgment hit Ahab and after Ahab dies, his son Ahaziah becomes the next king of Israel. And he reigned for a year or two. Afterwards, his brother Jehoram reigned over Israel for 12 years. Now, let's look at it. You have probably approximately 20 years had gone by where Jehu was supposed to be king. You had evildoers doing all kind of evil things as kings of Israel. That was not God's plan, but it doesn't matter. Judgment was coming. Once again, in St. Kings chapter nine, by this time, Elijah has gone to heaven and Elisha tells one of the sons of the prophet, this young prophet to go find Jehu and anoint him to be the next king of Israel. Well, this young prophet, he finds Jehu. Jehu is a general, if you will, and he's with the other generals in, uh, of the army of Israel. And he asks, he said, now, which one of your name is Jehu? Jehu raises his hand is me. And I'm paraphrasing. He said, hey, come follow me. I have something to tell you. Well, they go into this 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 house or this place and he, they go into the inner room and this young prophet anoints Jehu king of Israel and gives him this instruction. You are to utterly destroy all of the house of Ahab, destroy them all. Then he runs out just like a mild, a wild man. 
from the house. Well, Jehu returns and his friends say, hey, man, what was that all about? Jehu said, oh, man, you know, these crazy preachers, man, they, 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 you know, who knows? And they said, no, 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 Jehu, what's really going on? What did he tell you? Well, Jehu, he was reluctant, but he told them, listen, he anointed me to be the next king of Israel. Well, they immediately begin to follow him and pronounce that once again, he's the king, next king of Israel. And they go on a very bloody military expedition, if you will. They kill Jehoram. They tell the eunuchs to throw Jezebel out and he runs his chariot over her. Then they kill the 70 sons of Ahab. Afterwards, they kill the 42 brothers of Ahaziah. Then they kill all the prophets of Baal. There's a lot of killing going on, but that is exactly what God wanted him to do. God used Jehu for divine judgment. The word of God says once again, not to fret yourself because of evildoers, nor be jealous of those who work iniquity or do injustice. For guess what? I'm paraphrasing. They will soon be cut off. Judgment came to the house of Ahab and then Jehu became king. Now let's look at some things here. First of all, Jehu's father was King Jehoshaphat. Now, Jehoshaphat is in Judah. But isn't it interesting how God places Jehu as a military commander in Israel? Not in Judah, but in Israel. Just like God has appointed you. He's assigned you to that position on your job. You already know what God has told you. He's shown you that you're supposed to go to the top. Now, once again, I'm just, this message encouraged those who God has given that message to. Now, once again, Jehu, he's just in a position. Judgment is coming. God does not want you, number one, to get out of position, or two, start slacking, or number three, be seduced by those who, by the evildoers. He wants you to be right there in position as a worker of righteousness. So when that day comes, he can promote you like he promoted Jehu. There's one more uh, interesting point here. Jehu is not part, is not in the line of succession. This is Ahab's uh, children or his line of, of succession. It goes through Ahab. Jehu is an outsider, if you will. Once again, you have been planted by God in that particular workplace. You're not part of management. You're not even part of the system to, to, to be promoted to be the CEO or the president of that company. But God has planted you there. You know God has planted you there. But if you can resist the temptation of being jealous in his seductive uh, powers, if you will, stay righteous so God can promote you. Keep yourself clean. Do not defile yourselves because of the evildoers. Continue to work as unto God and allow God to promote you 
and live the abundant life. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.